Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, it is Tuesday, May 4th, Election Day, I, I guess. Um, and we're here with um, the Ohioan. I got um, Brandon and Craig with me. Um, Craig appears to be away for a second, but Brandon, how are you today? I'm doing good, Chris. Thanks for asking. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. Um, yeah, I was just thinking it's not a show topic, but it just kind of confused me. Um, Brandon, we're here in Franklin County. Are, are we voting on anything today? I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to vote. Um, yeah, I haven't heard anything really much. There's probably some smaller, um, might depend on your municipality. There's always some smaller uh, ballots on the bill or, or whatnot. So I guess just check, check, I guess, with your local precinct or election office uh, countywide, I suppose. Um, um, that's always a crazy thing about elections. You know, it's, uh, uh, with the, with the, during the slow, the slower years or the less hyped up years is like, uh, you lo- you don't hear, hear, uh, as much about them. So. Yeah. Primary, especially in a non, you know, presidential or even governor or Senate race, probably be kind of quiet, but Hey, we're, we're pro voting. So check it out, check your local paper or check your local, uh, board of elections website and, yeah, get out there and vote. I mean, it's always good to vote, even if it's not a major year. Um, Craig, you're, you're our local reporter here in the mix. Are you covering any big elections today? I'm covering the election for Sandusky County, but there's really not a whole lot going on. But it's an election, so you never know when you'll get the results in. It could be a later night. could be early. Who knows? So I'll be covering the ballot issues that they have going on. Okay, very good. I'm, thankfully, I'm off. <laughs> so I'm never a fan of election night. And now that we're most of us are working from home, there's no election night pizza or any food or anything. So uh, I'm home, and I'm good. I'll be off hopefully at 4.30 today, and we'll enjoy my night. <laughs> and maybe I'll get to go out and vote before the um, before the polls close tonight. Because, hey, no matter what, you guys still got, got out there and vote, so... Um, as always, busy day Ohio news wise. Uh, one to start out Kroger. We always like our Kroger. I, mean, I think here on the show, um, Craig's the only uh, big Kroger guy, but uh, we get a lot of good response every time we talk about Kroger. And man, Kroger's really picking it up. They're testing drone delivery tech today. That they're saying is it smart enough to soon deliver barbecue sauce to your doorstep or your neighborhood cookout as little as 15 minutes. So this could be big. Memorial Day is coming up. Uh, COVID is still out there in series, but there's a little bit more we could do. 
Uh, so hopefully the weather's nice. We can go to outdoor cookouts, social distance and everything. But, man, my family will always forget something. Now, what better chance of, you know, using the app at your local Kroger and getting stuff? Brandon, is this a game changer for us? It could be, yeah. You know, I, when I read the story here I, uh, that you sent us, Chris, like – I was laughing at chuckling at the line, like the intent behind it is, you know, they're saying it's more for last minute, like last minute items, or, you know, maybe you forgot sunscreen at the beach or, um, you know, you forgot some barbecue sauce for your barbecue. Um, I think about the movie Wally. -E. No <laughs> spoiler for those who never watched it since it came out in 2008, no apologies. Um, you know, just like how, how the, they, uh, in this promo video for the spaceships that took the humans off the planet, like they had like this wheelchair, specialized wheelchair for her grandma, so that way she can still hang out with her family and do fun activities. What ended up happening though is everyone got on those wheelchairs and became very obese. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I feel like with this drone technology, it's like the intent behind it is for last minute items, but I feel like it's just going to grow and expand and what what people are going to they're going to be like rely on it a lot more for just last minute items if it does um uh if it does pan out well if the experiences uh takes a foothold i would imagine that you know for you know if, if you're getting a, a deliver something delivered to your house or your neighborhood party or whatever by drone it's got to cost more i mean i can't believe it's going to be the same price i'm not sure if it's going to be double but there's going to be a uh, maybe a price hike, I would imagine. I'm not sure. Um, Craig, you're our Kroger. You own stock in the company. <laughs> I, I think you're. they're paying you checks every time you mention Kroger, even on a small podcast like ours. How, are you excited about this? Uh, I think it's a wait and see for me. I mean, I, it would probably only be in the bigger cities in general, I would imagine anyway. But even if it did roll out nationwide at some point, I don't know that I would take advantage of it because, like Brandon said, and like you said, you know, it, is it going to be for last minute items? Are they going to expand it? Are you going to pay more for these types of items where, you know, maybe you forgot the barbecue sauce at the, uh, you know, the party and you're like, oh, let's go. Well, I don't want to go to Kroger. Let's just order it on drone and then you pay like $30 for a bottle of sauce. So I don't know if I really, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how it rolls out, but kind of skeptical about it too. Well, I got to think, too, you know, kind of like at another level of this, um, you know, I was at a family get-together. We had a late Christmas, and thankfully the weather's nice. We were outside, kind of socially distanced. Um, my sister has some playground equipment in the back of her house, so it seems like there's a lot more kids in the family now. So we were all in the back playing around and everything, and, you know, the older you get, it's less about hanging out with your family, and it's more about, keeping the kids entertained. And I, I'm thinking what better way of entertaining the kids to say, Hey, look, kids, looky here. And then you got that drone coming above. And I don't know if you forget, you know, a drink or a, you know, whatever you forget, that's got to be entertaining for kids. What do you think? I mean, man, that's got to get the kids all excited. Um, Craig, what do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think people would be excited. Kids would love it. I mean, obviously something, you know, flying around, dropping packages off. I think everybody would 
would be in awe of it, you know, in kids especially, but wonder how much how much you're going to have out there, you know, how many drones can be out there at once, who's flying them, you know, then you have to train someone to fly it unless it's automated, you know, I don't know, it's, it'll be interesting to see how it rolls out, but I'm sure everybody would be in awe of it when they see a drone flying it with a big package, getting ready to drop it off to your, to your doorstep. Brandon, how exciting would that be at the Klein family get together? Not just one drone. What if you guys order like six or seven things? You got six or seven drones coming out. Brandon, I'm 46. I would be excited. I, I don't know about the kids, but man, you you would make my day. What better entertainment? I mean, I'm just waiting for the Harry Potter edition where the drones are look like owls. <laughs> they drop off um, packages and mail like they do in the books. <laughs> That's how they do the wizards in that books for Chris. For those who don't read the series, they they yeah. they they use they use owls to, for their post office service. Oh yeah. <laughs> so so I'm just waiting for like certain thematic ones. You know the the, the There's a lot of potential there. I guess maybe I'm. Uh, it's a little far fetched. Um, hey, if we can but, make uh, movie, why not? Yeah, you know that. I mean, have it specialized and themed after different. Franchises. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea at all. I mean, hey, you know, Valentine's Day. I, I mean, I'm guessing as long as there's not snow, you could do it. Man, get a, like a love themed, you know, drone. Maybe like a drone with hearts on it, or I mean, they could probably, Cupid. yeah, they could probably do like special decorations <laughs> on the drone for holidays. I mean, let's. Let's stop making it like so utilitarian, just you know, like these gray drones. I mean, let's have some excitement. I mean, because it will be exciting. I mean, hey, I live in the city. I mean, some of my family lives in the rural area. I bring them down, and they're like, oh, you forgot the ice. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. And then the drone comes. I mean, man, your family would be impressed. They'd be like, man, you've really made life. It'd be great. So I know there's so many more things for it. Um, hate to rip on Kroger. Only reason why I don't shop there as much is Kroger seems to be a little bit higher than some of the other places. Um, but I guess their customer service is better. I mean, I always gripe about Walmart's customer service and everything else. And then you wonder why. I mean, you get what you pay for, I guess. But I, I guess my only fear is I, I'm really interested to see what the price would be for getting a delivery by drone. I'm sure they're going to keep it down. They're not going to triple charge you, but there's got to be up price. And I guess that's a big question. Uh, any of you guys um, have any ideas for how much you think this would cost? I don't know, but it's, it's probably something that would cost like, I mean, their, their pickup fee just to pick up their stuff would be like $5 if the order is under $35. So I kind of wonder if that's what it's a flat rate they'd use for their drone service. And if that's the case, is it really worth it? Because I don't know if the drones can really carry so much weight. So then if you only get a few things, you might be paying like five or 10 bucks for a bottle of sauce and, you know, hot dogs or something. Who knows? Yeah, challenges. They said it can only be five pounds or less. So, I, I, I guess you know, I, I'm sure that Kroger's going to have more than one drone they could use. But I'm wondering, you know, there's got to be upcharge to it. I mean, you know, it costs to use a drone and everything. I don't know. I, I mean, oh, sorry, Ryan. Yeah, I mean the cost. I think uh, it really will just be contingent on 
like I said, it'd be multiple tri- tri- drone trips and, um, you know, I don't think, but I don't think a company would pursue it if they thought it was going to raise the prices so much that people weren't, weren't going to take advantage of the service. So but, I feel like that that's an indication that this is something worth looking into at least or pursuing or test doing pilot runs as they are doing Kroger looking to do. And probably like anything else, the more you're able to use it, um, you know, the cost will go down. And, you know, hopefully it'll be it. You know, I'm sure Kroger is smart business people and they'll make it work. So, man, I'm, I'm excited to see this in action. I might actually even try it once just to see how it works. work. So I'll probably just try to forget something. I use quote marks there and, uh, <laughs> boy, make sure it works. Um, but, yeah, Kroger's really doing it. Um, Craig, we talked last week about – uh, they're having more uh, distribution centers. Um, I think it's in Centerville, kind of near the Cincinnati and Dayton area. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, it looks like there'll be more jobs there, too, which would be good. Um, I don't know. I mean, Brandon, you spent some time in a Amazon distribution facility. You think that'll be the wave of the future? I mean, I think you were kind of mixed. I mean, the, the pay there was good, but... Yeah, you know, there's some drawbacks to doing something like that. Do you think Kroger can make that work? Like make the drone technology work, or oh well, oh I'm I'm sorry, I kind of jumped here for a second. Um, they were talking last week about they're opening a couple more distribution centers. They're really trying to upgrade not just for drones but also for delivery. Uh, they had delivery in the past. There's a little bit more of a cost to it, but I guess they're really investing in their uh, delivery technology, just even delivery as, hey, get in the truck, deliver it to Craig's house or whatever the case might be. Um, mm-hmm. They're actually going to build more distribution centers. So obviously a uh, Kroger distribution center is going to look different than the Amazon one that's on the um, east side of town, and I think on the west side of town too. But I'm kind of wondering of, how, what would that would look like to live there? Because, you know, you spent some time working at Amazon Distribution Center. Um, is, is that going to be the wave of the future? It sounds like with more delivery for places like Amazon and Kroger, you might see more of those pop up. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we're seeing a trend where people don't want to – going to the grocery store is becoming a hassle. Um, so, um, yeah, I think that's what – a lot of these companies are kind of shifting shift, trying to meet the, this market demand of trying to find ways to get, get to a point where people don't have to go into a grocery store. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a successful reality or, you know, if, uh, or successful to accomplish that reality. But um, that seems to be just looking at all these kind of uh, initiatives um, just where the direction seems to be heading. Um, you know, whether it's drones delivering products to you or, um, um, you know, d- d- just your traditional d- like delivery drivers coming to your porch. Um, yeah, that's we'll see how it shakes out over the coming decades. All right. Should be interesting. Um, looks like we're going to have a guest for the rest of the show. Um, my daughter is joining us, so. It'll be interesting. Um, we'll figure out what's going on there. So let us know what you think about Kroger um, and the drone technology and some of the delivery. It's interesting. I mean, like I said, I've never been a huge fan of Kroger just based on the prices, but I guess for the amount of time I spent complaining about Walmart, um, maybe that's a place to 
check out more. I know my wife's a big fan of Aldi's, and I think Brandon and his wife are fans of Aldi's. And I mean, Aldi's actually has a delivery service now, too. So, I mean, it's interesting to see how we're going more toward that. And I mean, we're still definitely in COVID, but it sounds like something's going to be with us after COVID as well. Um, Brandon, check this out. Uh, one of the things we are doing is live commercial reads now. And Craig is saying I'm doing a good job of it. So check, check this out. See if this works. Um, <clears throat> wanted to talk a little bit about Chase Bank. Um, try not to look at Brandon because I made that mistake <laughs> once when I talked about Chase Bank. I'm still living it down. But uh, Chase Bank's the affiliate marketing sponsor of ours. Uh, <clears throat> I've had success with Chase Bank. Uh, it, you know, I'm sure like everything else, not everybody's had success, but it's worked for me. And I've needed a bank to work. Uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I don't want to go to the bank 500 times a week. I don't have to. I think I can count on one hand the number of times I've had to go to the bank since last March when COVID reared its ugly head. And I don't want to go back to the bank even after <clears throat> after COVID starts to ease. So try Chase Bank. And if you're sitting there going, man, I can't believe I'm listening to these guys for 15 minutes, we will pay you because – if you click on the link, either on our podcast providers or on our website, viewfromthepew.club, click on Chase Bank, sign for account, attach a direct deposit. Why wouldn't you attach direct deposit? Then well, 200 bucks. We won't pay you 200 bucks. I don't have 200 bucks to pay everybody who signs up, but Chase will pay you 200 bucks. Trust us, it also helps out the podcast as well. So try Chase Bank, uh, good service and um, it worked for me, and I hope it'll work for you, too. All right, <clears throat> let me get to the next thing. Like I said, um, um, got my daughter in the background, so uh, trying to micromanage a couple things at one time. So should be good. Well, um, the next story that I wanted to talk about a little bit, um, this made some news last yesterday, and I don't know. I, I mean, I guess... The news anymore, it's about outrage. You know, we read the story and we're like, how dare they? Um, I got to admit that I kind of have inadvertently done this as well. Um, yesterday, there was a distracted driving bill, which was introduced. Very good. Um, you know, when you're driving, keep your focus on the road. Um, you don't want to be texting. It's hard for many people even to make a call. I mean, I've done that at times. But a lot of times, anything that distracts you, I mean, it could be deadly. Well, here's the interesting thing. Um, Brandon might know this guy, Andrew um, Brunner. Uh, he's a state rep uh, from Delaware. Um, he took part in the government video meeting while driving. Uh, I'll have a link on our website uh, to the story that was in dispatch.com. Um, they have a vid video from the Ohio Controlling Board meeting. And you see the guys there. Uh, you see, everyone else looks like they're in the office, but old Andrew, he is in a, I don't know how to describe the vehicle. It might be an RV or maybe it's a car. I don't know. A little distracted by the picture he had in his frame. Uh, Craig, what do you think about this? Um, it sounds a little hypocritical. I mean, I think we've all been there and done that, but I guess it's kind of weird to be in a video meeting while you're driving. Uh, is that kind of example of, of where we're at and why we need more distracted driving laws? <laughs> well, you know, I, I it's hard to understand why someone would 
would do this. I mean, I, you know, if they can't make the meeting, then they can't make the meeting. I don't know that I would suggest driving while conducting the meeting, but you know, at the end of the day, I guess this this rep decided that it was fine to do that. I don't know that it's like a you know a horrific look, but probably not the best look when you're driving while you know distracting yourself while driving while talking about a distracting driving bill um probably not a great look optic wise but you know the I mean, apparently he said it's he wasn't distracted and he's done it before where he's been on calls and numerous calls while driving so you know i guess if you can go hands free and maybe just point the camera at you while you're driving and just listen like a phone call while you're driving on, you know, you're listening on a phone call on Bluetooth or on speakerphone or whatever, then I guess it's okay. But I don't know that it's a great idea. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. The mistake I made, uh, Brandon, when we first started this podcast, I, I think the only way you could watch it or see it or listen to it was on YouTube, which was kind of weird because Obviously, a lot of people, and that's why we're audio only right now, you listen to podcasts. You're not necessarily watching podcasts. I know there's times where, like, I'll put a YouTube video on, and I won't really pay attention. I mean, if, if it's something I can listen to, it's good. I, I don't know. I mean, Brandon, you worked in Delaware for a while. Is, is this weird that he did that, or is it kind of maybe how we're getting accustomed to more, you know, virtual meetings? I mean, I, I know my wife. Um, she'll listen to some of her work means while she's in the car if she's driving. And, you know, she doesn't participate as much. I don't know, are we, it is kind of a weird story, but, but are we making a little bit too much out of this? Honestly, this is kind of tame for Representative Brenner here just because, you know, won't top his uh, public schools or socialism comment or joining with uh, um, Trump supporters in a rally, you know, saying lock lock her up um i don't know i think it is an interesting it's it's sort of interesting i i don't uh, i i don't think um and it, it it could have been any representative that could have done this and it could have been um ra- rash made a rationale for you know oh you know like he said hands-free uh, wearing a seatbelt. um you know um did he really need to like, I guess, have his video on, um, or, you know, um, you know, was he even, was he mostly, if he's just listening to the meeting, I, I mean, like, is it any different than listening to the music or, um, I guess, I guess that's the crux of it. I mean, if you're listening to music, it's kind of like, yeah, you're listening to music, but you're, you're more focused on the road. Whereas like, if you're a rep, you know, you're a representative, you probably should be taking time to listen critically to what's going on in these, any government meetings or public meetings. Um, and, you know, that m- might take a little more brain power, I would, I would imagine. Um, so I don't know if, it, if really, really, it's not so much whether the issue is, is that um, the, um, um, that the meetings distracting him from, the drive from driving it's whether really the driving's distracting him from the meeting i think that's more of the concern there um so are you really is it really to full effect that you're maybe some people are very good at that i i can't but we're all different so i don't i i can't speak for 
as far as that goes. But I think that's the crux of the issue on that the note. I, I've got abstract thought. Maybe I'm re- looking into this way too closely. I, I was talking, Craig, we were talking yesterday. Um, there was a back to blue rally scheduled over the weekend in Columbus, uh, which was kind of a rally to say, yay, police officers, police officers do everything right. And our disappointment about the idea of that rally was, hey, you can say, hey, police, we support what police officers do, but at the same time say, hey, we really need to take a look at police policies and how we're treating people in reference to the um, shooting of the 16-year-old girl uh, two weeks ago. But what, what disappointed about this rally was it wasn't a, hey, let's consider police policies. It's more of, no, police are right. Yay, police. Uh, you know, go police in all cases. And we did more research on that uh, rally. Josh Mendel's leading the rally. And uh, Marjorie Taylor Green, very controversial, to be polite. I mean, you could say more controversial <laughs> things if you were being polite. Um, you know, she was supposed to come. And Craig raised a good question. Why is she there? I mean, she represents Georgia. Uh, she's coming to Columbus. It's the political optics. I mean, you know, Josh Mandel wouldn't attach his name to somebody like that. And thankfully, that got postponed. But, you know, the aftermath of it, everyone was screaming about politics and everything. And I'm kind of wondering if us in the media kind of take our cues from where we're at politically. Because I looked at this bill, the two people that are um, proposing the bill are Republicans. Um, Andrew Brenner, uh, like you say, he's a pretty outspoken Republican. And I'm kind of wondering if, you know, we're playing this guy's thing where we're so politically divided and, you know, we're like, oh, man, how could somebody who the party supported a bill does stuff like that? Uh, You know, it's kind of weird. And I I think overall, we just have to practice what we preach. And I, I wish we could get less divided politically where we can look at what makes common sense, you know. Can you listen to a meeting? Um, you know, maybe probably the better argument that you can make to Andrew Brenner is maybe you take part in that meeting, but you turn your video off, you know, be audio only, so you're not even distracted to look, uh, to look at the screen. It, it just, you know, and, and, and maybe that's why I'm a dinosaur in today's politics. You got to be somewhere in the middle. There's the more left or more right you are, sometimes the logic kind of escapes you. And I, I guess that's my frustration with this story. I mean, Andrew Brenner could have just said, hey, I'm driving. I just got my audio on. I can listen. I'll make comments when needed. But instead, hey, he's on video, and he looks silly. And, you know, obviously in the media we pick up on because he's looking silly and looking a little, uh, what do you call it, um, contradictory. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think what, but then when you go back to what Brandon said, you know, can he really participate on a full level when he's driving? And, you know, I I think, you know, the argument could be, well, if you're at home, you can be just as distracted at home with kids or with pets or with just the world going on around you at home. But in this case, he's driving. So, you know, he's got to concentrate on the road fully. Can he really participate, whether it be, you know, as a listener or as just, you know, a participant in general, just getting his words out there while driving. So I kind of wonder if maybe some things got lost in the shuffle from, you know, when he was driving, maybe he didn't listen very well because he was paying attention or looking for the street that he needed to turn down. So you just kind of wonder 
his presence there wasn't really worthwhile to him too like was it really right. worth his time to be there i think brandon makes a good point there with you know being distracted and, and not really being able to fully participate because of what the activity he was doing yeah because it's ohio controlling board meeting and those aren't always the most interesting things but you know he's a state rep that's kind of what he does i mean i i guess if that's one of his major meetings yeah, make arrangements be in the office unless, you know, like unless he's I mean, rushing to go somewhere or unless he's on trip for work. I mean, you know, you know us, we're always on the go and, you know, we have tons of meetings each day for our jobs. But, yeah, it's almost a sign of respect to say, hey, I care enough about this meeting. I'm at my desk. I'm giving you my full attention instead of, hey, I'm on the beach or <laughs> I'm swimming right now. I, I guess I can partly listen to you. I, I appreciate Craig's point about uh, you know, you could be distracted at, at home if you're doing a, a Zoom meeting or whatever, because my wife is a member of our local area commission here in Columbus. And um, she finally threw down the hammer and said, uh, hey, you have to take the dogs to your bedroom, to the bedroom and keep the door yeah. closed and babysit them while I'm doing this meeting because they're too distracting. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> There's I mean, a lot more control at home, I suppose. But yeah, it's whereas when you're on the road. Uh, you can't really do much there, I guess, in that situation. Yeah, I know when you're working from home and when you do stuff like like you hear some mumbling of my daughter who's <laughs> talking in the background. Um, you know, sometimes you have to live with stuff, but you know, you gotta prioritize. And you know, I, I mean, I know while I'm working at home, I get distractions, but you know, you, you gotta power through it. And you gotta try to keep it to minimum, but it works out. But yeah, so I mean, I guess. You know, hey, you know, this probably is the worst offense in the world. But that said, you know, hey, dude, t turn your audio on. And, hey, you're a state rep. Isn't Ohio controlling board meetings, and, you know, important enough for you to say, hey, this is office time. You need to be in the office. Or if you're at home or, you know, wherever you end up being, maybe you're not, you know, driving at the same time. Who knows? Sometimes I chuckle at the number of meetings we have at work today. Uh, <laughs> So maybe Andrew can make the opinion, hey, there's too many meetings. I, I don't know. But, you know, you'd think a higher controlling board meeting would be important enough for him to give his full attention to. But who knows? It's hard to say. Um, hey, uh, some good advice. Um, if you're looking for a gift uh, for the guy in your life, whoever that guy might be, it could be your boss. Um, guys, I haven't told you this. We have um, – analytics um, that kind of say a little bit of our makeup of our audience. We have 30% women who listen to our podcast, which is cool. I, I salute everyone who listens in. So if you're a woman out there, hey, you know, maybe it's your boyfriend. Maybe it's uh, your dad or whoever the case might be. I mean, there's a guy in everybody's life. Um, I was telling Craig, maybe it's your co-podcasters. And I keep checking my mail and I have not got a gift from Craig yet. So uh, I probably shouldn't check quite as close anymore. But, you know, for whoever that guy is, try Mailing Man uh, Company. Uh, lots of interesting um, off-the-wall gifts, like a meat bouquet, uh, bacon and everything. All kinds of fun stuff. Um, you got to be fun, because if you're buying a gift for a guy, you know, it can be weird if you, if you don't think of something fun. And Mainly Man tries to do that with fun gifts that guys would really like. Check it out. And as always, viewfromthepew.club, uh, where you can find our, our podcast if you go for the web 
or um, your favorite podcast provider. There's a link. Uh, click on sponsors. Uh, Manly Man link will be right there. Help us out. And help yourself with a unique gift for the guy in your life. And I guess it could be a girl, too. I mean, you never know. Um, girls like bacon, too. So maybe for the girl in your life. <laughs> Check out Manly Man Company. It should be fun. Um, Craig Brandon, I, I hope you're not going to the prom this year. I know we're kind of past prom season, but it's been a popular topic in the media. Um, you know, proms are going to be a little bit different. You know, we uh, talk about, um, you know, COVID. It makes – I'm not sure. Was there proms last year? I'm trying to remember our coverage. Do, do you guys remember? No. Most of them were kind of canceled. Okay. Well, we're bringing back the prom. Yay. It's, um, I'm not going to the prom myself. I'm a little bit too old for the prom. But, um, you know, they're bringing it back. Um, they're saying, um, the you know, we're going to have face masks. The dancing is constricted. So apparently you can't dance as close as you can before. Uh, they say, hey, it's pretty weird, but it's pretty magical. So uh, we have a link here to USA Today's story talking about how different the prom could be. And, you know, I, I mean, Craig, what do you think about this? I mean, I, I think we I think we got to get back to as normal as possible. And it may not be prom the way you remembered it. But, hey, I mean, we're, we're trying to get back to normal. And I don't think we need to cancel anything, but we got to be careful. And uh, I'm okay with this. Are you? Yeah, I, I think I'm fine with this. Um, you know, it's after last year, we lost so much. We lost spring sports, prom. Some people lost graduation, or at least it was altered in a lot of ways. So I think it's great to see that we can get back. I mean, you you still want to be careful because, you know, even though 99% of the kids that go to these schools, if they were to get COVID, they'd probably be okay. With, you know, they'd probably survive and be okay. We just don't really know the long-term effects of it. So you always want to be careful um, because you don't know what, what's going to happen in 20 years when you're an adult and maybe you have, you know, cardiovascular issues or maybe lung issues. And um, so you hope that everybody stays safe, but you also appreciate the idea that, you know, schools are getting back to normal. They are already, you know, going back to school full time now. So I think in a lot of ways, this kind of matches what we've seen schools doing here over the last, you know, five or six months in the school year where they were, you know, bringing kids back slowly. And then now they're at most schools are at a full five day, you know, per week level. So going to prom, you know, having football, basketball, other sports, I, I think you can't say, you know, how could you say you can't have prom when you've had all the other stuff going on, albeit socially distanced or mask wearing, things like that. Probably should have had more masks, but, you know, I can't fault them for, wanting to have pictures taken without masks, things like that. So I, I'm supportive of it, but also kind of cautious of it, too. Brandon, I'm getting to be a parent of a 14-year-old and an 8-year-old. Um, I'm not sure. With being special needs kids, I'm not sure what problems going to look like for them. But, hey, it could be coming. And it's going to save money. Man, you, I guess you don't have to spend as much on makeup for the girls in your life. Since they're under mask, um, if you're worried about what your little girl may do at prom or not, I mean, hey, socially distanced dancing, this has got to be a dream for parents. What do you think? Um, yeah, to some degree, I think you know, um, prom's always been kind of like that rite of passage 
I guess, in American culture. Um, just kind of, uh, um, kind of like sort of a weird quasi way of, I don't know, institutions acknowledging, okay, you're, you're human beings, you have relationships, you have friends, you want to go out and have fun. I mean, I know peoples of different, uh, uh, not political persuasions, but different um, lifestyle lo outlooks on life, you know, might have different varying opinions on prom, but, um, you know, it's whatever, regardless, prom's just some sort of tradition. I mean, it's one of those traditions we have here in America where, um, you know, it got taken away from us um, last year. Um, and so it's, and I think the bigger point here though is the bigger story is just, you know, got to move forward because the reports have come out you know, that we're not probably ever going to achieve herd immunity. We're probably going to be living with COVID for the foreseeable future. I mean, that's what we as a country have chosen to uh, have chosen at the ballot box in 2016, at the ballot box in 2018. I mean, that's what we've chosen to, we've chosen the direction. Um, maybe whether we were aware of it back then or not, it's neither here nor there. It's just the direction we've, um, chosen when how we've chose uh when we heard the information from public health experts as they try to figure it out as they go last year and some of us decided to wear a mask some of us decide not to some of us decide to get vaccinated some of us decide not to and now we're, we're we as a collectively as a country now have to deal with 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 how to make things as normal as possible for the foreseeable future so prom's not going to be what it was um weddings aren't going to be what they were um Funerals aren't going to be what they are. And maybe in some states they will be. There's not going to be any of those restrictions, but doesn't mean COVID's gone. Doesn't mean the risk isn't any less prevalent. And sure, some are going to get vaccinated, but is it going to be enough to make us safe? So we do the best we can. Um, I'm glad to be vaccinated. Um, I was happy when I got to go on a nice little weekend getaway this past weekend to West Virginia. Um the state it was kind of confusing as terms of what west virginia's um guidelines were um not everyone wore masks and certain establishments some did um some kind of loosened it it was very weird um but we but thankfully i felt comfortable enough to be out there and i still wore my mask most of the time when um maybe i didn't have to so you know it, we all got to do the best we can at the end of the day yeah, I mean, it's a good argument about being vaccinated. I understand their concern out there, and I'm not going to yell at anybody for not getting vaccinated. But at the same time, like Brand said, if, we, if we're ever going to get back to, to a normal, um, we need to get vaccinated. I, mean, I think it was last week, um, you know, Governor DeWine was up at Cleveland at the Wolstein Center saying, hey, there's 40% of people who get vaccinated, I think, in the state so far, which is a good start, but the vaccines are starting to tail off a little bit. And I, I know the exceptions. I, I have a sister-in-law that has an exception where there's a, there's a definite medical reason why she doesn't feel comfortable. It's not she's anti-vax or one party or the other. Oh, yeah. Exceptions and, are understandable. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it, it would be ridiculous to say, hey, 100% of people are going to get vaccinated. But when you have 40% of people get vaccinated, we're going to have stuff. Um uh, I, I think for now, there's some hope that maybe by the fall we'll see 100% capacity at some more of these games and everything. But, you know, 
we're we're limited because we're not all getting vaccinated. And I'll be honest, and again, I'm not making a political statement. I'm not making any threats, but you know, in June, this could go away. I mean, with our current state laws, there's talk that they could do away with all restrictions. So it doesn't matter where we're at COVID-wise. You know, everybody could do whatever they want. And I will tell you, for my family, I got two special needs kids. You can hear one in the background now. That might curtail what we can do this summer. And I'm, it's going to stink. I'm looking forward to do everything. But you you got to make choices based on the fact that we're, you're not sure if the people you're going to be around are, are vaccinated or not. And it, it's up to each family. I'm not saying there's one right or one call, but you got to be careful. And, again, I hate shots. I had to drive an hour each way for each time I got my vaccinated shots. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm driving an hour for a shot. I mean, this sounds weird. But so I can be healthy for myself, so I can be healthy for my family, so I can actually go out and do a little bit more, get your vaccination. It just, you know, it just makes sense. And it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Um on my Facebook wall, you still see some of those conspiracy theories. Um, uh, being a man of faith, you still see some people who claim to be Christian who are spouting off the weirdest, craziest crap, to be honest with you out there. So it's nuts. But, you know, we do what we can. And hopefully, I mean, yeah, I mean, Brand's right. I don't think we're ever going to get herd immunity the way we're going. But you got to do the best you can. You got to enjoy it, I guess. So. I don't know. Craig, any more any other thoughts about vaccinations or, or no, I just you know, I hope that everybody stays safe. I hope they have fun. I mean, obviously I don't want to be a party pooper with, with prom. I just you know, you always you just want people to be safe and, and have a good time, but realize that there can be consequences for people of all ages, whether you're older and maybe be more susceptible to death or if you're younger and maybe be susceptible to long lasting health impact. I mean, that's something you're going to have to live your life with, possibly. So, it's definitely no joke. Definitely. And hey, before we get to our last story, I, I got to give a little bit more good advice. Um, you, you know, one of the things that I don't like to do during COVID, not that every store is dangerous, I just, why go out during COVID? You got to be safe out there. You got to be careful out there. And, you know, in the past, you could never do Furniture shopping online, it's very rare to do that. But, you know, Ashley Home Store, one of our affiliate sponsors of the show, they make it easy. You can go, you could do your furniture shopping online, and they could deliver it to you. Uh, I was telling Craig this yesterday, and I said, I know this Ashley Home Store, I think about five minutes away from me over at Easton Mall. And Craig's like, man, there's one near where I live. So how great is that? You could do your furniture shopping online. You can order it. And, hey, especially if there's one near you, you could go and have them delivered to you. Do your furniture shopping online. Everybody needs new furniture. Um, my wife is telling me we have way too much furniture at the house. But we have one um, love seat that's seen better days. We might need to eventually replace that. So check out Ashley for Home Store. Lots of great deals. Please use the link on our website, viewfromthep.club, or for, for, on podcast providers. Just click on sponsors. Click on Ashley Home Story. You're right there. It'll help you out. They got great deals. and will help us out as a podcast, too. Uh, please check out Ashley Home Store. Um, 
Brandon Craig, we have a type. Um, I, I spent some time in public relations where they say we you got to find out what these shows want to talk about. And, you know, you say, if you want to be on NBC Nightly News, here's the things you got to talk about. Or if you want to be on a local radio show, what do they like to talk about? Well, for us, we like talking about food, and we also like talking about dangerous animals. You got to check it out. Uh, what was it? Probably a couple weeks ago, they talked about this alligator who um, almost killed a guy because the guy was holding its tail on a golf course in South Carolina. Well, here's another story. Um, in Kentucky, uh, Lexington, Kentucky, I've been through there. That's kind of near – is that near Churchill Downs where we had the Kentucky Derby last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this wasn't anything to do with the Kentucky Derby, but there was a family, and I believe it was at Park. Uh, they were walking their dog. Hey, typical normal thing that family did. And a small alligator came out which is kind of crazy. It's a three-foot alligator. Uh, they call it a dwarf caiman. It, oh, it was actually near the house at a creek, and they almost got the dog. Thankfully, the dog's okay. Man, how scary is that? Uh, they're blaming on uh, the exotic pets that we all have. Um, well, not we all have, but a lot of people have. I guess the alligator got loose. It was in the creek. It almost got a dog. I'm afraid to walk my dog anymore. I mean, there's some creeks around my house. I guess I got to be careful about that. Uh, Craig, I know you have animals. Or are you walking animals? Uh, have you seen any exact animals or anything while you're walking your dogs? No, I mean we're, it's pretty tame up in the Sandusky area. Although we've uh, we've had some we've had our dogs get into some barking scrapes with some geese that have been walking around downtown. So. Um, we do like to take them down by the water, but thankfully no alligators in Lake Erie as far as we know. Brandon, is it time that we finally – I mean, I hate to ban things, I mean, I mean, in America, but, man, I mean, I don't think many people have them, but, I mean, we're hearing reports – what was like a bobcat, I think, in Jackson near Canton, and now we got alligators and everything else. I mean – this is a good. We got. Is it about time we start banning some exotic pets? Well, I mean, there are some restrictions in place already, especially after in Ohio we had that after the Zanesville incident. Yeah. Um, I would say though that we shouldn't have. We can regulate it heavily. You know, if you're going to own exotic pets, you should have be held to the same standards as your local zoo. Um, I would really love to open up my own. Uh, preserve for all the caimans, crocodiles, alligators. I, I want to be Gator King, Chris. Um, <laughs> can I be Gator King? Crocodile King? The Cayman King sounds pretty good. I, I can be, you know, just, you know, uh, you know, biggest attraction in Ohio where, you know, heck, we got so much rain yesterday. My wife said, we're pretty much like Florida now. So the only thing we're missing really is crocodiles well, and gators. You don't want to end up in prison, though, do you? I mean, you know, that's what Tiger King ended up doing was ended up in prison. No, no. So. I'm not going to go and attempt murder. Uh, you no. know, um, I think I'll go more the Baskins route where I might have allegedly uh, killed my spouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, can't you apply for a, a license for that stuff, right? Well, I think you have to register, don't you? You have to register your animals when you get like a 
especially a dangerous one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because my wife and I, it was down somewhere southeast Ohio. We were spending a couple days down there, and we like animals. It was like this dude's farm. I mean, it looked registered, but it wasn't a zoo or anything. And I mean, I think he had alligator. I mean, it was behind the cage, and it was very. Yeah, we felt safe. We didn't feel like the alligator was going to come out and start chasing after us. But I mean, I know Brandon. I mean, I, I guess you could register for it, right? I mean, I I can't speak to that. I haven't done my homework on like no. uh, what 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 restrictions. I think they're really hefty ones, though. About maybe you couldn't. You almost it almost is a ban. Like there were some folks grandfathered in. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know what it would be the process currently right now to even ha- start up in an exotic your own personal exotic zoo. It might even be impossible at this point. Um. Yeah, but uh. Um. Don't own an exotic pet if you're not willing to do the the work. It's not, you know, um, you know. I think people just like to have the idea of holding something that's potentially dangerous. But then when it actually does become dangerous, oh, we'll make it society's problem. Uh, no, that's not acceptable. <laughs> so, um, just you know, do your homework and research, people. I guess that's all I can say. Is like if. You know, it's cute that you have like this little baby croc or baby size croc or came in and then moment starts biting hard. Um, oh, I want to get rid of it. Like, just get rid of it pro- appropriately. Like, find it. Like, not I mean, not not humanely too. I'm sh- I should stress, but you know. I'm sorry, um, yeah. Well, and, uh, there's got to be a little bit more regulation and. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. you, you've talked you've talked about this as my dad wants to talk now. Uh, you've talked about this before, even with like a, a guns, like you know, having a gun club or something, or, or maybe you know, if if I have a crocodile, which I don't, but if I had a crocodile and I know five other people in my neighborhood have a crocodile, why don't I register for a place where I have an area where you can hold that? So instead of me hiding the crocodile, in my you know attic or wherever these people hide them at. You know, just have a neighborhood place that's more regulated and everything. You know, like a gun club or something. I don't know. I think that might work. I mean, it's, I don't know if that would be the way to go. Um, maybe some place, a nice place for that would accept uh, exotic wildlife um, into the fold, a preserve, a nature preserve or something like the wilds or, although, man, that would, even then, you know, the re- that would be a stress of resources. But, um, um, I'm sure there's several ways to go about it. I just think, I, you know, you, you talk about a ban. I just think, you know, if you, I think it just needs to be regulated at the very minimum, like, you know, can you, oh, you want one in your backyard? Well, you got to make sure your pool is about this feet wide and this deep. Um, oh, you need to make sure it has, um, this amount of food. Uh, oh, you have to do some inspections. Um, and then, yeah, you're going to pay, pay for it, um, pay for all that regulation, um, you know, fees and regular stuff like that. I mean, if someone's willing to pay for it on that front, then by all means, and they're meeting code and stuff. And then if they want to like, um, you know, not do it anymore, then there's a path, there should be a pathway to, uh, giving back that animal to the right authority um, without necessarily going to the local river and dumping it there. And, you know, someone gets hurt. 
I mean, my gosh, thank God uh, the Golden Retriever wasn't injured um, in this situation. Um, I would imagine if it was a little toddler or, um, you know, dogs have some instinct. I mean, children, we, we kind of have some instinct as humans, but sometimes it takes it. Mostly our instinct comes after we get burned a little bit or, or bitten. <laughs> That's not always um, a, a good alt- a route, I would imagine. Yeah, and here's the hard thing about owning an animal like that at your house. You've got to keep it constrained. I mean, obviously, you don't want it running around your backyard or whatever the case might be. But then on the other hand, when you keep it constrained, you're not being friendly. I mean, you're, maybe it's not animal abuse, but it's not – you don't want to keep animals in cages. And that's the thing that the Columbus Zoo does great. Um, you look at their after exhibit. They've got wide open places for – these animals from a lion or a giraffe to run that is still safe, you know, to the public who goes to see it. And it just doesn't make sense. I mean, yeah, you know, it just leave it for the zoos or maybe if you want to have a neighborhood place, you know, find an area that you can let things run, but keep restricted I mean, you, you gotta be smart in the way you do it. I mean, I mean, I know. It's I think fun. you're advocating for a community, a community zoo, Chris, like a community yeah. garden. <laughs> um, here's your community habitat. You can plot your caimans and your fishes and your. <laughs> but you almost you have know, to, well, you have to have a place that's to itself that's guarded, and like you said, there's a money cost to it. It's more than just saying, "Hey, I bought this baby alligator for ten bucks." Let me bring it home and see what happens. I mean, you've got to, I don't know, you got to invest money. I mean, that's why, I mean, zoos are expensive. I mean, I'm sure if we had somebody from a zoo, they'd talk about, hey, there's ex- expense to putting a zoo together and making sure it works. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, a band's probably too harsh. I, I just don't want to be rules on exact animals to be like the fireworks. You know, it's almost fireworks season where there's restrictions on fireworks, but they're very difficult to enforce. I mean, try to have something that makes sense so we don't have this happen. No. Where, yeah, I mean, if it happened to a dog, that's sad. It shouldn't happen to a dog. But like you said, it'd be 10 times worse if it was a toddler or, a, you know, somebody else. So, you know, kind of scary stuff. Thankfully, it's kind of a, you know, funny story. But, you know, hopefully we stop this before it becomes too crazy. All right, um, before we close, I wanted to shout something, and Brandon and Craig, you can shout something else if you'd like. I uh, was already working on this for work today. Um, kind of a sad anniversary, 51 years ago today, uh, the Kent State shootings happened. Um, you know, four died and nine were wounded. Um, you know, the, there was protests. It was right in the middle of Vietnam. Um, you know, I was looking at history that we have here, um, you know, it was a year before the 26th Amendment happened, which lowered the voting age from 21 to 18. So you had a lot of college students where, you know, the draft was in place then. And, you know, people who weren't able to go to college, a lot of times were being shipped to Vietnam. And, you know, these protesters were like, look, this stuff's happening. Our, our friends are going to Vietnam. Our friends are dying. And, you know, at the time, it was a very confusing war. Why are we over here? Why is, why is this all happening? Why are our friends dying? And they couldn't even vote to say, hey, we need new leaders to stop this or anything. Um, so it, it's just, it was a sad time. 
Uh, we've done a lot of research. Check out BeaconJournal.com today. Support local journalism. A lot of great coverage and links to past coverage. Looking back at what happened at Kent State. Um, man, read a lot about this week. Um, some of the people that died, they weren't even protesters. They were just walking by from one class to another class. And they said, huh, I wonder what's going on here. And, and they died and, and shooting from National Guard members. And, you know, we talked about this earlier, guys. You know, politics plays a big role. You know, we talk about these protests last week. <clears throat> And some of the protests coming in this year. And all we look at is from a political sense. Hey, if you're a Republican, you guys go one way. If you're a Democrat, you gotta go the other way. These protests have a point. <laughs> and these protests, you you gotta treat people like you want to be treated yourself. And obviously, Kent State was an example of where it didn't happen, where National Guard members are fighting on are firing on fellow Highlands. And people died, which is just, it was just an awful day. So I, I wanted to shout that out. Um, just think about that today. Do some reading on the Kent State shootings. And really, let's what, try to come to the middle ground when it comes to protests. I, I think we're way, um, we either hate protests or we want more and more protests. And uh, we got to come to the middle ground where we support the rights of protesters. And we got to be better as humans because obviously we weren't 51 years ago today. Anything you guys want to shout out or talk about real quick before we go? No. All right. Well, very good. Um, a quick note, because we're changing things up a little bit. We will release this podcast today. In the past, we were doing a couple segments. We were kind of mixing and matching. Um, hopefully later this morning, you'll get this podcast. Uh, we're going to do daily podcasts Monday for Thursday. We're talking about the same stuff we always do, but you'll hear that podcast the same day. And then Fridays, Craig, um, he, he's doing a lot of extra pop culture coverage. Uh, he talked to Bob Garver yesterday. He has um, some TV and movie reviews. We'll see that. Um, Friday. Oh, I'm sorry. Saturday. Um Paul Yanchek and Joe Frost, they do a Steelers podcast uh, that's available today, but they also do some extra stuff. Uh, we had some fun the other night talking about Gettysburg. Uh, guys, you got to listen to this. This was a great story. In Gettysburg, this guy was driving through alone. Um, he was kind of looking at the fields. A big storm came out, and he parked his car, and he went inside a porter potty, and a tree fell in the porter potty. Thankfully, he's okay, but he fell over, and as you can imagine from a porta potty, the things that were in the porta potty went all over him. So we were talking about that poor guy, and if it was the ghost of Gen Lee, you know, General Lee came back. I mean, he was mad that the guy was on his, you know, grounds at Gaysburg. So we talk about goofy issues like that. Uh, check out that'll be on um, Saturday, and you also see some book reviews from Paul Yanchek. And then Sunday, Paul's a pastor. Uh, we're going to share some devotions and the sermon he shared during the week. So lots of stuff. Again, same content we have before. We're kind of giving to you a little bit different way to make it easier for us to upload and everything. All right. Well, well Brandon Craig, great to see you again. Um, and we'll be back tomorrow with another Ohioan. Have a great day, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. 
Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.